Hey there, welcome to Fleet FYIs, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for Sperner fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week you'll hear from me and some of the industry's finest in candid conversations that will shed some light on not only two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. But before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, thanks for stopping by. I'm so glad you decided to come along for the ride with us. But I've got a quick favor to ask you. Once you've finished today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, we would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. But if we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. If that sounds good to you, let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. Today, we're back with a very familiar voice. I was going to say familiar face, and then I realized I was talking to a microphone and not a camera, so that wouldn't make sense. But anyways, we're back with a familiar voice, Mr. Paul Milner, a senior analyst here on the Utilimark team. Paul has been with us for a few episodes now, on and off again, speaking in depth on analytics, the importance of strong data management, and custom reporting. And on our end, is in charge of all of the custom projects and even deeper analyses requests that we receive. So basically, in short, he's one of the smartest people that I know. But anyways, today Paul is back on the podcast to talk about a couple of metrics that perhaps you may know a lot about or maybe you're just vaguely familiar with, cost per mile and cost per gallon what to use them for, when to use them, so on and so forth. He's also going to speak to an metric that we've been using a lot lately and one that our customers have been finding a lot of value in, which is cost per usage day. It's a bit of an evolved metric, actually, branching off of simply using cost per mile or cost per gallon only as fleets are always evolving and technology is always changing, especially if your fleet operates in multiple regions. But before I keep going on about this, let's bring in the real expert on the topic, Paul Milner, because I'm sure he can speak to it a lot better than I can. Let's dig in. We are back again with none other than the one and only Paul Milner. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good. How are you, Gretchen? Doing good, thanks. Okay, so I wanted to start this next series of the Fleet FYI's podcast out on a pretty strong topic, which I think for you, you'll probably enjoy this one. And along those lines, you know, I think that the need for successful fleet management is stronger than ever, especially as we're coming out of a really strange pandemic year. So Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to measuring success for your fleet, or even just a portion of your overall success metrics, it can be done with a few key ones, like for example, cost per mile or cost per usage day, right? Yeah. So um, I think when you talk about kind of what success means for the fleet organization, uh, most managers are going to look at kind of three categories and maybe even in this order, you know, the first is going to be safety for drivers and for the mechanics working on the equipment. Um, the second is going to be availability of the equipment for the crew. And the third would be, you know, making sure that you're doing that cheaply uh, or at a good cost. 
So uh, cost per mile has been kind of the go-to metric for managers in terms of performance in that cost category. Um, and I, it's kind of well-suited for the job. Um, I, I think one, primarily because it's pretty easy to calculate. Uh, you know, today telematic systems are really good at tracking that, that accurate mileage. Uh, but even the odometer readings on the work orders, uh, you know, when the vehicle comes in for a PM, are usually going to give you a pretty accurate or accurate enough um, picture of your usage to come up with a good um, cost per mile calculation. And then uh, kind of secondly, it's, it's, it's a really responsive uh, metric to kind of both where you're putting your dollars and also how that vehicle's being used. Um, so it's, it's not going to really matter how well you're negotiating with your suppliers if at the end of the day, you know, the folks aren't driving the equipment around. Um, so I think for those two reasons, it's been uh, kind of a, a, a frequent performance metric for a lot of folks in the industry. Okay, fair enough. So can we break this down a little bit? Um, and maybe for people that are either perhaps they've heard of cost per mile and, you know, the other metric that we have spoken about cost per usage day or even cost per gallon, maybe they've heard of it, but they haven't either dealt with it largely on a daily basis, or maybe they just like a refresher. Can you tell me a little bit more about each of them? Sure. Um, so ultimately, you're just really changing the denominator of the equation on the top. You're going to have, you know, whether you just want to focus on maintenance or total cost of the ash that I think usually folks are looking at. Uh, well, they might look at either just maintenance or, or total cost per mile, depending on what they're looking at. Um, cost per mile is certainly the most ambiguous of the terms. Uh, I think that's partly because most of fleet activity across the United States at a very high level is about transporting goods from A to B. Um, but I think it also has to deal with the fact that, you know, your and my personal vehicles, you know, our PM schedules are all written in terms of mileage. So people just kind of generally think of vehicles in that distance um, parameter. Um, but, you know, if you're doing a cost per gallon, you're effectively just substituting out the, that mileage for your fuel consumption. Um, you know, cost per usage day winds up being a little more complicated uh, simply because you have to kind of come up with a, a precise definition of what it means for the vehicle to be used. Um, so this is pretty much becomes dependent on the telematics data, and that's really kind of what's started the interest in developing, at, at least on our end, a cost per usage day metric is the more and more wide deployment of telematics devices out in the field. Um, so for a lot of the clients that we work with today, we kind of set that uh, a threshold essentially that says, you know, if the vehicle drives more than five miles uh, on a given day, then we consider it used. And that threshold is just to establish, you know, we don't want to consider it used just because some guy drove it around the parking lot to, to refuel the asset. We want to make sure it actually did go out into the field on that day. But then ultimately, you know, we don't care how many miles it actually put on it during that day, as long as it was doing its job, um, you know, for that shift. Um, you know, you could get more complicated than that, though, too, you know, whether or not you're using engine hours, which the telematics uh, devices would also pick up. Um, you know, if you want to get really fancy, you could set geofences up so you could see if the vehicle left the garage um, for the day. Um, you know, sometimes folks do that with uh, like wireless connectors, too. So the vehicles connect to the Wi-Fi as the vehicle comes in and out of the shop. And that's how they determine whether or not it, it left for the day as well. Um, but ultimately, you kind of have to come up with whatever, um, whether it's by specific class of vehicles or for the entire fleet, you know, what that usage day definition means. Um, but, but then ultimately, it's, it's, again, just kind of subbing it into that to the denominator of that equation. 
Interesting. So can you tell me why somebody might say use cost per usage day over something like a cost per mile or a cost per gallon? Because I know there's benefits and, you know, cons to everything, right? Everything that you measure. But why would someone want to go for cost per usage day over the other two? Sure. Um, so starting with cost per mile, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is it's just easy, easy to calculate. And again, it's it's kind of the one that's been most associated with fleet organizations for, for quite a long time. Um, a lot of the folks that we deal with will look for cost per gallon um, precisely because they feel that that kind of the mileage commitment biases a little bit. And, and there's kind of two ways that this could bias. Um, one is the sense that you know, depending on where you are, I, I think we all have this concept that not every mile is equal, right? So if you're driving in an urban environment in the city, you're going to have more and wear and tear on the vehicles associated with the stop starting and stopping, more potential for accidents, and you're not covering as many miles if, as if you were to drive on, you know, the freeway or, or in a more rural environment. Um, so there's a question of bias there. Um, the other question surrounds, you know, kind of the use case, especially for us focusing on, you know, utility municipal construction fleets. Um, a lot of these, this equipment, you know, their job isn't moving from, from A to B, you know, they, they're more like tools that you bring to the job site and then are being used for construction purposes or whatever they're, whatever's got, they got going on. So in, in that case, you know, the vehicle might be idling, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not being used. It might be powering some, some other equipment or a PTO or putting a boom up in the air. Um, so in that case, you know, mileage kind of misses the usage of that equipment. Um, and then the fuel gallons would be better at actually accurately depicting that usage. Um, so, so I think if you were kind of moving away from cost per gallon, um, you know, there's to cost per usage day, um, you know, the usage day is, is basically trying to handle that same type of uh, bias that, that mileage introduces and says, um, you know, we don't really care how many miles you're driving because it doesn't matter how far away the construction site is for the day. We just want to make sure that we know that you were working on that day. And if you were working, then we count it as, as being used for that day. Um, so I think it has the potential to be something that's really accurate for the utility industry in particular, you know, when, when they're out and going and putting up those power lines. Mm -hmm. um, I also think there's value associated with kind of how easy it is to understand for the general audience, um, you know, what I'd call explanatory value associated with that metric. So if, if I go to a kind of a random guy on the street and say, you know, a pickup truck costs 50 cents per mile to run, um, he's going to kind of scratch his head and, and have trouble actually relating that to anything concrete. Um, but if instead you go to someone and say, hey, it's going to cost you $150 to drive this vehicle today. Um, I think that's much more relatable for, for somebody who's outside of the fleet organization um, to kind of interpret and, and conceptualize. Um, and then ultimately, it kind of has value as from a financing perspective as well. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have chargeback methods where, you know, fleet will be funded by charging the using department a certain rate based off of that vehicle. And if you can do that on a daily basis, you can kind of clearly demonstrate to the using group, you know, what the true cost of operating that equipment is. Um, so it, you, you kind of get your performance metric, but you might also have kind of a, a financially useful metric in terms of that cost per usage day. 
Gotcha. Okay. And, you know, even though we've just gone into cost per usage day and the benefits of that, are there still primary benefits to actually using the cost per mile metric or cost per gallon? And now that you're starting to shift over to this more, um, I guess the best way to phrase it is almost a big picture view of what your usage day could look like. Yeah, I think, you know, mileage, the cost per mile um, and cost per gallon, too, are, are both still useful metrics. It just might be kind of more on a case-by-case basis, right? Mm. Um, you know, if if you are in kind of, if you're a, a fleet that your primary objective is to kind of move from place to place, you know, that, that mileage is, or that type of metric is still valid. Um, a lot of folks are still relying, you know, we're, I don't think we're actually going to see that, you know, requests for a cost per mile or a cost per gallon really to go away. Um, but, you know, some of the other equipment, I think that that cost per usage day is, is going to be a lot better. And and, and really, I, I think it'll kind of depend from organization to organization and being able to represent each of the different metrics kind of quickly will be will be useful to folks in the long run. Sure. And let's flip the switch a little bit here, because I feel like most of this information, you know, it surrounds internal combustion vehicles or ICE vehicles, so to say, if you want to add in an acronym, which we all know I like. Um, but what if an organization has a fleet primarily made up of EVs? Because, you know, you and I both know that EVs are increasing in popularity, both on the consumer and the fleet front. And I could definitely see how a cost per mile metric would work with that type of technology, but I'm not seeing the equivalent of cost per gallon, or at least you can't measure cost per gallon if they're not, you know, a hybrid vehicle where you still are adding traditional fuel in. Is there a viable alternative that you've been working with as of late? Yeah, so <laughs> you know, the, the EVs really do present a problem with, with the cost per gallon. So I, I think what some folks start to do is is say, okay, well, we're going to do some sort of conversion factor and come up with a fuel gallon equivalent for you know the kilowatt um, the energy that's being put into that electric vehicle when it's charging. Um, I think part of the problem with that is that even if you are able to do that conversion, which can get a little complicated, um, you know, the power plant is, is just physically more efficient with that energy than the combustion engine is going to be. So even if you are, you know, doing your conversion to the best of your ability, you know, the EV is still going to get a better, you know, miles per gallon than the ICE vehicle just because of that efficiency of, you know, the grid. Um, and, and kind of the weird thing about cost per gallon, and, and we see this sometimes with, you know, elect, or I, I think we will see this with electrification. We see it sometimes with idle mitigation efforts as well, is that, you know, improving the MPG of your vehicles actually hurts your cost per gallon performance, um, even though you're probably better off overall with your organization since you're not wasting that fuel. But again, kind of the metric starts to look worse simply because your, you know, your fixed costs associated with purchasing the vehicle, licensing the vehicle, supporting the vehicle are still the same, but you're you know, running fewer gallons because of that idle mitigation or, or the EV vehicles. Um, and, and that winds up actually increasing your cost per gallon. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how folks, kind of understand that as we move forward with EVs, you know, the cost, the cost per usage might actually start going up. Um, you know, even, even though the fleet itself is, is in some sense getting more efficient. Um, so I, I think that's also kind of some of the motivating factors around, you know, using that, that cost per usage day metric, cause that's, that's somewhat agnostic to the fact that, um, 
you know, we don't really care if you're using EVs or fuel or biodiesel or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of technology that you're using, there's no conversion that's necessary. We just need to figure out, was the vehicle driven on this day? Was it doing its work? And if so, you know, we're good to go and we can, we can move on with our metric from there. So I think that's kind of a, an opportunity for that um, cost per usage day metric to alleviate some of those concerns. Interesting. So when we look at this from a data management perspective, just because, you know, you mentioned measuring the different pieces of EVs and some metrics might be harder to track. Is there something in terms of data management that might make tracking EVs overall easier, like trying to combine it into an analytical environment? Or what do you think there? Yeah, there's certainly a necessity to to kind of have the analytics in the background in order to do these types of calculations, not, not really the calculations, but just getting this data sources to communicate with each other. So, you know, traditionally, if you're looking at cost per mile, part of the reason that was so easy to calculate is all the data is in the work order system, right? Like all your costs are already there. Um, when the vehicle comes in for a PM, the mechanic just writes down the odometer reading and you just have that one kind of true, um, source of information for that that type of metric. You know, once you go to cost per gallon, well, now you're maybe pulling in, you know, a fuel card system in order to do it. Um, you know, if, if you've got EV vehicles in your fleet too, you're going to have a separate data source associated with, you know, the electricity that you're putting into those EV vehicles that you're going to have to combine with those other two data sources. So, um, you know, cost, cost per usage day, you're going to at the very least have to combine your telematics and maybe multiple telematic systems, depending on how many providers you have, um, with that maintenance. So, so being able to get all these systems to kind of communicate with each other is, is, is definitely imperative moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you're turning into Mr. Hewn, right? With the EV vehicles. No, <laughs> Mike's a very nice guy, but you know, I like being my own person, right? <laughs> yes, but you do use the EV vehicles quite a lot. Oh no, no, and the ATM <laughs> machines, and uh, yeah, it's it's the worst. We get all confused with our alphabet soup of uh, you know acronyms. So gotta love it. For those of you that don't know, EV vehicles is almost kind of a Utilimark inside joke because technically you're saying electric vehicle vehicles. It's a good one. Oh dear. <laughs> But Paul, is it's there anything more fun to say though? Right? It's more fun to say EV vehicles. Kind you know, of just EVs. Ugh. No, that's EV vehicles really spice things up. Add the extra V. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gotta love it. How many, how, how many V's do you get to use in your normal lexicon? You know, there I got that word out in there too. Nice. I like it as a word nerd. I appreciate that big time. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, Paul, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this episode up? Um, no, not so. I, I I do kind of personally think it's it's interesting how like the algebra of the metrics that we kind of calculate can impact you know the perception of the fleet performance, and and um, I'm, I I might be alone in that respect, but you know, I at, at least I think it does demonstrate a little bit that you need to have kind of a variety of understanding or a variety of metrics and an understanding of how those performance metrics kind of interact with each other in order to really kind of get, um, know where you're going as far as, or your performance as an organization, where you're going. So. Mm -hmm. 
And I know I ask you this at the end of every single episode that we record together, even though I think it's maybe only been about four at this point, but where can people find you if they'd like to continue the conversation at a fleet FYIs? Have you remembered your LinkedIn password yet? Uh, I did. I did remember my LinkedIn password. <laughs> um, at least I did a couple months ago. Don't ask me for it now. Um, <laughs> but you could also, you know, email is a good way to reach me too at uh, Pete Milner at utilimark.com. Um, happy to respond to anybody's requests. All right. Sounds good. Well, Paul, again, thanks for coming on the show um, once more. I really appreciate it. And it's always great to have you. Yeah, no problem. Look forward to next time. If you're the type of person that loves analytics and data as much as Paul does, then I really hope that this is an episode that you enjoyed. I'd love to know what you thought. Was there a point in this episode that you wished that we delve further into these metrics? Do you have a metric in mind, perhaps, that you wished we could cover as well? Let me know by sending me an email. Our contact information, as well as Paul's, is in the description of pretty much every episode. Well, mine is. Paul's is in the description of this episode. Or you can use the hashtag UtilamarkFleetFYIs on LinkedIn. I check this hashtag consistently, especially so when we have new episodes releasing every week. But anyways, that is all from me this week. I'll look forward to being in your headphones again next week on Thursday. Ciao. Hey there, I think this is the time that I should cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. If you're already wanting more content, head over to utilimark.com, which is utilimark with a C, U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com for the show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analysts to you. That's all from me this week. So until next time, I'll catch you later.